From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hi guys, it's another Tuesday morning and we're back with episode 37. Um, we hope that you've, you've all been well, you've been you're all caught up with all the episodes so mm-hmm. far. If you haven't, there's a lot to listen to, there is. so make sure you do that. And yeah, without much blah, 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 straight into Let's the news. Oh, yeah. and if you haven't uh, checked us out on YouTube, please yes, do that. absolutely. And uh, as we asked the couple of episodes ago as well, if you haven't left us a rating anywhere where you listen to, please consider doing that as well okay (laughs) so we're gonna hop in into the news yeah okay so in the news ghana makes moves to end plastic pollution Mm -hmm. so you can imagine uh my ears and eyes perked up quite a bit when i saw this headline um in october of 2019 ghana formally joined gpap becoming actually the first african nation to do so now gpap is a global plastic action partnership and it's in the it works under the world economic forum and um they've partnered with mesti which is the ministry of environment science technology and information no in and innovation Mm -hmm. um and as well as the undp to create a solid plan to deal with plastic pollution now of course if you've been slash live in accra you know that or ghana period you know that Plastic waste is a huge, huge problem. problem yeah. Whether you go to the beach, anytime you look in any gutter, gutter just mm, on the road, on the road, the all our common areas is just everywhere. like completely littered with garbage, plastic bottles, and things like that. So, this is a much, much needed initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the plan is to support public, private, and civil sectors to transition to a circular plastic economy. So what that means is the manufacture, use, and reuse of plastics and to do so sustainably, and also to inject uh, sustainability and reusability at every uh, step of the plastic life cycle. So basically, they want to be able to manufacture sustainably, so using as little plastic as they can in mm-hmm. packaging, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then of course, uh, once it's used, put make sure that it's done in a way that they can be collected and effectively recycled for reuse. So Mm -hmm. that's the basic plan there. And uh, so they also said they were going to create a solution platform where stakeholders can exchange innovation, data and solutions. And they instituted a plastic management policy in line with uh, the development agenda. So Ghana has a new development agenda. It's 2018 to 2022. Um, Some of you might remember the infamous Vision 2020 2020, agenda, which I actually will be talking about um, on one of the two Pesos episodes upcoming. Um, So, yeah. Now, of course, you know me, I'm quite the cynic. So I was like, all right, this is the bit we do well, the talking, going to the conferences, um, having the fancy buffet lunch afterwards at Mm -hmm. a nice hotel. Just talk, 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 talk. What we're not so good at is the implementation, the praxis elements. Okay, so um, I was so pleasantly surprised when on january 23rd of this year um i saw a poster an ad a campaign 
called the Sisaun Subain campaign. Mm. So what that is, is uh, a partnership between the government, um, so Mesti and the National Plastic Environment, the GPAP, whatever, in Ghana base, uh, ECG and Ghana Water and Sewage, um, again, partnered with a, a private uh, plastics recycling company called Sisaun. And um, what they what that campaign is is that you can use plastic waste to offset your utility bill. I saw that you did. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. So how it works is you submit your collected plastic waste at a Sisa collection point, and it's weight weighed, and then um, you can convert the kilos to points, which then go to towards your electricity bill, your water bill. You can get it in cash. You can get it in mm-hmm. mobile money. Or you can exchange the points for actual products. So they have uh, quite a few products. So um, I really like that idea. So yeah, far, there are three collection points, Nungwa, um, Ni Okaiman, and Ashaiman. So I was trying to have a look to see what the conversion, the kilos to conversion points um, was like. And what I could find is that four kilos of can of empty cans or 20 kilos of plastic bottles gives you 10 cds so um, i'm just like oh that's a that's a hell of a lot of plastic, plastic i mean yeah. for 10 cds yeah because of course empty bottles plastic bottles are extremely light yeah. so to get uh 20 kilos worth that's like i don't know you have to go with a <laughs> little a van or something yeah. <laughs> just to get 10 cds mm. now i suppose Again, listen, for somebody who doesn't have anything, 10 CDs or something, there's some people that are, you know, homeless Mm, and jobless. mm. And, uh, you know, they go and scavenge at the, you know, the dump, the national, the the dump sites Mm. and things like that anyway. So for those people, this might actually be something beneficial for them. But yeah, I think I feel like they need to come uh, with the point system a bit to make mm-hmm. it. They need you to know, revise it. Because I, I for a second there, I was like, hey, I'll you know I could go, but I was like twenty, 20 kilos, kilos for kilos ten gallons. Yes, it's a huge volume. And then I so I and I and I also noticed that you would have to accrue two thousand five hundred points to get, for example, a plastic chair. But I again, see. they're being a bit coy about you know mapping the kilos to points or kilos to but here they've given you uh kilos to 10 cds but i think it's a good start no, i definitely. think it can be fine-tuned more but yeah. definitely there's an enormous need for addressing plastic single plastics use, use and recycling has to be something that is you know becomes habit for us here because you can't even go to the beach anymore mm. like the, you know you be in the water and some plastic bag yes, come and yes. wrap around your, your ankle leg, it's it's, so it's it's vile it's utterly disgusting and of course we know that the choke gutters are contributing to flooding and you know poor health like cholera things like that malaria mm. all of that so you know um kudos to government i hope it's not just lip service they're trying to do sexy things because yeah. it's an election year and grab headlines we need we need this so i hope they uh have genuine interest in doing yeah, it so. great. and in addition to that i just want to say apart from the plastic we also need to be looking at alternative ways of packaging right, and all that. Not, right. not just stick to the plastic it's a great thing but also look at alternative right, you know because right. that's also important and like eddie was saying people have really come to understand the plastic bags but like one little kinky or one watcher they give you like six or seven it's but it's ridiculous. like one goes in one then they put it in i have to I, keep telling them no it's i okay. say it all the Me time too. i don't need more than one bag for what 
Or good. even if you say, oh, no, that's okay. I don't need a bag at all. Maybe not food. They're like, oh, no, you can't carry the thing in your hand like that. I was like, I'll put it in my handbag. It's fine. Like, yeah. I don't, we, we abuse ever since they got cheap. Maybe that's the thing. They're too cheap. Cheap, yeah. Because people are just using them at an alarming rate and then throwing them on the ground, mm. you know, so. Yeah. So yep. Yeah, that's why I'm nice in the news okay. this week. Okay. So my other news today, um, I have some news about Neoplan Ghana. Uh, Neoplan Ghana is supposedly shutting down. And hmm. uh, Neoplan Ghana has been in, in existence for about 46 years. They've built about 4,000 buses for state institutions, tertiary institutions, and most recently the Metro Mass Transit. Uh, yeah. Um, now, Neoplan Bus generally is a German company founded in 1935, and their third manufacturing plant was actually in Kumasi, so that was quite interesting for me. So we used to manufacture vehicles here. Yeah, 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 looks like it. And, well, if by the time this episode airs, because I've, I've heard some rumors about, yeah, they might not close anymore, but if nothing has changed, then Neoplan Ghana will actually shut down. Now, you would think that the fact that the government has a majority share in the company, they would be more vested in making sure that it doesn't mm. shut down. It's, it's quite, you know, it's, it's quite sad. And the fact is, not, it's not just this current government. It's, it's just government generally. Past governments haven't done much. The present government, well, maybe they might be able to do something. Now, the last time Neoplan got a contract was in 2002. And that ended in 2010 for 450 buses for the Metro Mars um, Transit. Mm. <clears throat> but again, it was a, in a case of, yeah, the minority shareholder company bearing the brunt of all funding, government doing very, very little, mm. uh, makes, it, it makes it sound like as, as though the minority shareholder were in a sole ownership, basically. And what really, really annoyed me was that when in 2016, the company said they wanted to buy additional shares so that they could finance their operations, they paid for the shares, paid $173,000 to the government for the shares, and they were not given the shares. Ah. They were not given the shares. The money was paid to the divestiture implementation committee. The checks never got released. Hmm. And the money hasn't been returned either. So that's really, really, that's daylight robbery. So they, they're helping to drive them out of business. And yet, so that's like their own, because it's government's company. So they're that's, destroying their own I company. Don't know. I don't know. And the current setup is, yeah, like I think it was between 55 and 65 percent share of government and a private group called the Fadul Group. Now, and it's not as if the, the minority shareholder group hasn't done anything to bring attention to this. They've, mm. to, they've, they've, they've complained that government needs to stop importing buses from China and Sweden mm. and all that. I mean, healthy competition is great, but not at the detriment of your own exactly. company. Uh, that exactly. doesn't make any sense. And um, active production actually ceased in 2010. And since then, the company has been doing maintenance works on accident cars. It's just, it's just really, it's just fun. It's a really, really sad thing, right? And so in December of 2019, they made an application to solicit for 1D1F credit so that it, con it can continue its operations. It's so shameful. So it's you so see, that's shameful. the thing. You say you're committed to industrialization mm. and stuff like that, but you're allowing the extant industries to just fall by the wayside. Yeah, if, it if doesn't you, have to be. Yeah, we don't need new factories if we were maintaining and, and supporting the ones that already exist. Mm. What's mm. the point of it then? Yeah. And now the fact that the managing director of the company has now come out to say that they are, or they're, they're going to close them by the 31st of January, 
And it's now that people are speaking up and saying, ah, they're going to try to do something. Why does it have to get to the, the last, last stages term. before you do anything? Right? Where was this concern in the past 10 years? They exactly. haven't had anything to do in the past 10 years. All the governments that it's have a been shock. here. They've managed to hang on I this know. long. For, um, they went from, I think, about 1,000 workers to like 100 workers who haven't been paid their salaries. Hmm. It's just so damn ridiculous. I don't know. Again, it doesn't have to get to the last point where somebody is struggling before government is now going to intervene. They're going to get some quick, quick loan from somewhere, hmm. not do their due diligence. We'll find out that we're paying a, a mm. billion percent interest on, 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 the, on the... It's just absolutely disgusting. Sorry. And it just makes me wonder what happened to GNTC? What happened mm. to Kingsway? What happened to all those things? Why do we let things fall by the wayside? Why? But then a good thing, I guess the good thing is that this morning I, there was an update on the story that the, the government is trying to make sure that new plan is, doesn't get to close. So I think for the next two months, they're trying to see what they can do to revive it. This is, this is, I don't know. It's just really upset me. And it's not like we have no use for buses. We need we buses. Do. We use them every day. So how can, you know, ugh, anyway. Yeah, so that's my in the news. It doesn't have to, you don't have to build things and then they, you leave them to rot or leave exactly. them to almost fill before. All these hospitals that are sitting there empty. Tomato put, factories, what factories, sugar factories, factories, why? everything. Why? Why does And then we say we're poor. We're not poor. We're just so wasteful and inefficient. <sighs> it, it's, it's, I'm so, it's hmm. so annoying. It just really upset me and I don't know why. It's just really, really upsetting. Like I said, my catchphrase for 2019 is the longer you live here, the more you realize the divide between where we should be and where we, we are. are. And yeah. it's the most painful thing ever. Yeah, so that's <sighs> so my in the news. It hurts my heart, but mm. just, it, it is what it is, I guess. Let's is, see what happens yeah, as yeah, time goes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's that. So on to, I guess, more uplifting things. Yeah. So we have <laughs> songs of the week. Yeah. And I have two songs this week. And the first one is by an artist called Gallant. And the song is called Hurt. Um, now, Gallant is a 28-year-old singer-songwriter from Maryland. His name is actually Chris, Christopher Gallant III. And he's, after he graduated NYU in 2013, where he studied music, he signed to Warner, the Warner Brothers label. His first EP came out the following year in 2014 called Zebra. And he, he released his first album, Ology, in 2016 to critical acclaim in fact he got nominated for a grammy that year and i have that album it's wonders absolutely wonderful and he's released his follow-up in 2019 called sweet insomnia and uh hurt is one of the tracks on that and this album his new album sweet insomnia is inspired by mid 90s r&b and it's just both his albums are actually amazing. Um, they have a different vibe. The first one was more soul influence, like traditional soul music, and this one is more like R&B. Both are fantastic. He has a great voice, wonderfully talented young man. And so yeah, that's my first song, nice and quick, Hurt by Gallant. And my second song is by Pato Ryan King. Now I'm not gonna, oh. yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I think you'll really like this I know song. I will, I just know mm -hmm. I will. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of you know who Pato Ryan King is. He's a Nigerian reggae dancer artist. His name is Patrick Okori, and he's been doing his thing for quite a while to uh, considerable success and acclaim. Uh, he released his first album in 2016, and his follow-up album came out in 2019, and it's called Wilmer. And uh, Feelings is a song off of that album, and it has 
some very lover it has a lot of lo- lovers rock elements to it mm, which, it, which <laughs> yes i absolutely adore the song he performed it on the a colors show now if you're on youtube and you don't know the a colors show please check it out they feature um not upcoming but just i guess artists that they like and it's it's kind of like a wonderful litmus test or way to first of all if you pop up on the a color show it means you're going somewhere typically and secondly they just have great taste and they showcase lots of really wonderful artists who you may or may not have discovered otherwise even though i knew how to ranking i didn't know this song and formed on a colors not too long ago and that's where i discovered this song incidentally if you've seen the video for Atajwa by Busan P. Young. Um, the background that is basically bitten straight off the A Color show. They always have a mic hanging in different background colors. So I'm like, can we not ever be authentic about anything? But anyway, that's just by the side. Check out A Colors. Check out NPR Tiny Desk as well. If you really love music, check them out as well. And yeah, so those are my two songs this week uh, Hurt by Gallant and Feelings by Pataranke. Brilliant. I've got three songs for you this week. The first one is a song called Everything, and it's by Nice featuring Tio Savage. Now, uh, Nice is a Nigerian singer. Um, he's, he sings predominantly in Yoruba, but then he's, he mixes it with English as well. And the song Everything is off of his 2011 album called Verses. His name is Abolore Adegola Akande. And um, he also has a very recognizable, distinct voice. Like when you hear him, you know he's the one. And I think his most famous song has to be Kongwaso, I think. Me? I guess, because that song that's was the, a huge Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the one he's most famous for. Now, he used to be with a group called the Mysterious Boys, but then later went and uh, did his own thing. Apparently, he was abandoned by his mom when he was eight months old. Aww. I didn't know that. That was also quite, quite interesting to see. Now, um, when I was looking for songs, I just happened to stumble upon this one, but then it took me back to my grad school days. Yeah, <laughs> I know, it's a throwback. Yeah, so as soon as I, I just had to get up and start dancing no. in my room like a crazy person. So that's a good one. She was savage on there. She's brilliant mm-hmm. as well. So check that out and um, everything from a nice feature She was savage. The second one is also from a Nigerian called Wizboy. Not mm, Wizkid. Wiz, you know Wizboy. Yeah, yeah, he's always oh, been there for, for a bit now. Mm. Yeah. And the song is called Infinity. Um, he's from Delta State. And I don't think he's that well known. No, I don't know. he's not. Yeah, he's not that well known. Um, his mother was a singer in the church. And she dragged him to Paris herself. But then he also started getting into the music. And he also happens to be a graduate of statistics from the University of Nigeria. So oh, that's good, good that's, for you, yeah, as that's well. quite interesting. He's he's got a beautiful voice. I love the song Infinity. Also takes me back to my grad school days. So that's that's a that's a nice and catchy tune. Ah, uh, he's not. You said so. He's gonna. There's another one. There's a whiz. Something. Uh, is it a whiz blink? child or something? Honestly, there's whiz a whiz, whiz boy. There's whiz some kids like 19. Whiz no, he's not the one. This one is. I quite think good. that one is whiz child. Right. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Impact of Wiz Kids Impact. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's Whisper with Infinity. The third one I have is a song from a lady called Irma, and the song is called Venom of Angels. <laughs> so Irma Pani is from Cameroon, but she lives in France, and she's one of France's big success uh, stories. She was discovered by YouTube. She used to perform in her bedroom. Mm. Eventually, she was discovered. 
and she's also released a video for the song Venom of Angels and I checked it out yesterday and the visuals are really? it's just it's pink and she's lying in some pink fluid at some point the pink turns to blue and then it turns back to pink I just love it it's super simple but it's really really effective now her parents also were a good musical um, inspiration for her the father on the bus the mom in the church choir and yeah, uh, Venom of Angels is going to be on her album Dawn, which is supposed to come out sometime this year. So that's my three songs. Nice featuring Tiwa Savage with Everything, Whisper with Infinity, and Irma with Venom of Angels. Alright, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so moving into What the F. Um, now, another day, another round of internet foolishness. Um, this time people are <laughs> dipping their testicles into food so products I saw that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so according to a 2013 <laughs> research um they confirmed that taste receptors which are the proteins responsible for allowing you to be able to differentiate between sweet sour salty and bitter on your tongue are not just found on the tongue and in the mouth but have also popped up or can also be found on other parts of your body including your anus and your testicles Mm -hmm. so instead of of course you know how we have this phenomenon where people only read the headline and then run with the misinformation or not understand what people are really trying okay so if they had read the actual rest of the research they'd have discovered that taste receptors are not the same as taste buds Mm. and therefore just the presence of taste receptors doesn't Doesn't necessarily mean mean you're gonna taste it but no so all they saw is taste receptors balls so so tiktok um which is a social media platform uh got hold of it and then we had the challenge where people were dipping their nuts into soy sauce sauce and swearing up and down that they They could could taste taste it. it now liars i mean even from a rudimentary i mean i wasn't a science student but even from my basic science, I know that something like that should be a blind test. Mm. Obviously, if you pour your own soy sauce and di- of course, like it, it could even be a phantom sen- mm. sensei. At that point, mm. you, it's like you're you going to believe to- that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're actually. I don't know. Is it called confirmation? It's not co- whatever it's called, like mm. a reaction for me, whatever it's called, placebo effect or whatever <laughs> it is. You're gonna. You want to believe. You think that. Um, there's receptors there and you want to taste it so you're going to be like oh my god i can taste it i can tell me (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean if anything it should be a blind test where you get somebody to and be like do you taste taste? can you taste anything what does it taste like anyway so yeah this week or a lot and for the last couple of weeks people have been going around dipping their there are uh, testicles and soy sauce uh, soy sauce that could have been used to make delicious fried rice <laughs> and things like that Wasting. and as usual like i'm alarmed by the level of general stupidity like never has there been so much access to information and Honestly. yet never have we been dumber as a species and it's 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 a little stunning at least people aren't sticking up up their butts i guess I <laughs> people's butts are healing from, from the whole sunning and burning yeah. themselves yeah, from yeah, sunning yeah, yeah, yeah. so i guess it was time no go yes <laughs> this this week is the poor testicle can you stop putting yeah. your body parts in things and in places where they need not be let's let's not let's not i can only imagine some african mom 
she comes home and her soy sauce it's is finishing. This the slap you get. But anyway, so that's my little what the F this week still is. Giving soy sauce and nuts a whole other meaning. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) All right then. So my what the F today has got to do with some drama brewing in Lesotho. Now the 80-year-old prime minister has become a key suspect in the murder of his wife. You lie. I I haven't heard about this. Listen. It's claimed that the prime minister... Thomas Tabani and his current wife, ironically called Messiah, mm. <laughs> are wanted for the murder of his former wife. Mm-mm. Now, his, listen, Mr. Tabani's former wife was killed in 2017, um, bef- just two days before he was sworn in as a prime minister. She was returning home one day and then got ambushed, or by, uh, ambushed and shot, uh, shot several times at close range and was wow. left to die by the roadside. Now, in 2019, the police chief wrote the prime minister and told him that there had been some communication around the area where his wife died, and that number could be tracked to his cell phone. Mm-mm. Yeah. So now, an arrest was issued for the 42-year-old Messiah, but she she seems to have absconded. Um. So also, the women were involved in a legal battle to, um, to, to find out who was going to be first lady because apparently the divorce had been quite messy. I don't think it had been finalized. So the former wife called uh, Lipolello, I guess she still wanted to technically get... She well, she, technically, she's still, she's, entitled, mm. she's still entitled to, so long as she's not divorced from right. him. And she still wanted to reap all the benefits of being a first lady. So... Um, Right, so she wanted to keep all those privileges um, while they were separated. And so, yeah, it would seem as though they both had motive. They killed the, the fact that she died just before he was sworn in as prime minister. Right. is very, very suspect. And so, yeah, they're on the case. It's really, really weird. As a bedroom-trained legal expert, mm. they're both guilty. Mm. Yes. <laughs> they are. <laughs> The evidence points to them. to them, like no, no, really, that's way too many circumstances. Yeah, things. and A why phone number traced away? to you. Yeah. There's motive. There's, there's, you know. It just doesn't make mm, sense. That's horrible, though. That is terrible. It's just. But she too. So, first lady posts. She wants chop like that. If you. But and the thing is that I hear there's a lot of uh, controversy around it. She's putting interfering in politics, oh. and she's been she's doing fraudulent things, and so people don't really like her. So yeah, she's just she's just doing too much. She's doing too much, and she's putting she's she's acting very very guilty, you know, acting like she's guilty. So that's probably not, that's not guilty. on. So yeah, that's that. But the I get, then you have to wonder: once do you get some type of immunity once you get sworn into? I don't, I don't know. For example, in Ghana, if you know anybody that's out there that's actually a lawyer and not bedroom trained, <laughs> such as myself, if you what happens if the president murders somebody? I don't think they have any type of immunity yeah, I, like I, that I, to that I, degree. I wonder, I wonder. I'm sure there's a process that's different from the regular. Probably. The boys, boys come and mm, get you kind mm, of thing. Mm, anyway, let me know if you know. So Yeah, so, okay. that's, so that's it. It's a crazy story. And I guess I, I hear they've dubbed it Game of Thrones or something. I don't know sure. why. <laughs> We're always joking about serious things. You know, this hmm. is serious. This is serious. Okay. Yeah, so that's my what the F today. So... <clears throat> Considering that my uh, in the news this week was basically 
something to do with the environment, I thought I would uh, do my two pesos this week on the tragedy of the commons. Now, the tragedy of the commons is an it's an economic term, I guess, and basically, it's what happens when many people share a limited resource. Um, so, technically speaking. Uh, tragedy of the commons is the tendency for any resource that is rival, unowned, and hence non-excludable to be overused and undermaintained. So non-excludable means that we can't prevent anyone else from mm, using okay, it, yeah. right? So air, for example, is a non-excludable resource. A rival resource is one that the more one person takes, the less another has of it, right? So there's competition for the resource because it's not, it's a limited resource, so therefore it becomes rival. Okay, so the tragedy of the commons is very useful because it can explain everything from why there's no fish left in Ghana's mm -hmm. waters to why certain animals are extinct. It can explain, it can account for air pollution, water pollution it can explain why the amazon forest is decimated mm -hmm. you can even apply tragedy of the commons to a buffet table at an engagement right. somebody will come along and is like hmm technically speaking i should take one fish and keep it moving <laughs> but <laughs> if i do that maybe the next time i come around the fish will be finished so i personally i'm going to eat five of the fish knowing there's only 20 there <laughs> And that there's a whole line behind me, but mm. hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, this term was created by an economist called William Foster Lloyd in 1833 when he noticed that common grazing areas for sheep tended to be in much worse condition than privately owned ones, and yeah. he wondered why that was. But in a nutshell, people tend to prioritize their self-interest over the common good to the detriment of the whole group. And the more that one person benefits, the more everyone else suffers, suffers. Mm. and the losses become distributed amongst the group. And um, the irony, the tragic irony is that all the same, each person in the group um, is inclined to prioritize themselves. Self. So if mm. everybody is looking out for self, basically there's no one to look out for the group and the right. whole group ends up suffering, right? So one, I think being aware of something and a, being aware of a habit and a trait and a tendency to do things is the first step to addressing that thing, yeah. right? So for example, if everyone you know like using the fish everyone goes to fish and and you know that i mean i think we tried traditionally because you can only fish on tuesdays right mm, or you can't fish on tuesdays no you or can't, can't fish think, on think, tuesdays yeah, and then you can't farm on thursday or something I anyway know, yeah. i want to believe that some of these things were instituted one to give you a day of rest but also you know if you go back far back enough people have the knowledge that um, resources need to be given time to replenish. Exactly. Um, but of course, in the modern era, time no day, right? Mm. So everybody just does everything, yeah. right? We're all going to dump our waste into, you know, a river instead of, you know, putting uh, measures in place that will cost us money to mm. filter the water. No. 
And then if everyone does that, then there's no more river and it comes back to you. That's the thing that people don't realize. Your short term selfishness will be your long term sufferation mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you like. Right. So. And again, I said the Amazon forest people are like, I need farmland. There's tons of land here. So I'm just going to cut down these trees yeah. and farm and I'll get money. What you don't realize is in the long term, you won't have air to breathe. Yeah. And of course, if one or two people did that, we'd be fine. We'd manage. But the but thing is, everybody is going to try to do like, that. Yeah. And then once they see there's competition for the land, then they're like, hey, I better go and clear more because if I don't look sharp, I won't. I only have this small plot. Exactly. Then I won't be able to whatever farm, whatever I'm doing or my cattle won't be able. To. So then every but then there's a mm. Mad rush, and then no more forest, no more air. So anyway, this is a really short yeah, uh, like lesson today. Is mm. just be aware of how you're contributing to the tragedy of the commons, and what you can do to, I guess, avert that inclination to look out for self first. And um, yeah, I guess that's yeah, it. that's great. Mm. I like okay. it. I like it. <laughs> okay, so my two pesos today. So um, usually when you own a business and you're trying to sell online particularly, you're trying to rack up sales, right? You're trying to get people to get your products in. And you would assume that the people who are trying to sell stuff to you are transparent, right? Mm-hmm. right. Unfortunately... I hope this whole two passwords is on DM for prices. No. <laughs> it's not. But we'll get there. <laughs> Unfortunately, so... See my face right now. I'm disgusted. About that even So unfortunately, some companies use tricks to get consumers to um, to purchase their stuff. And so my two passwords today is on dark patterns. Hmm. <clears throat> so a dark pattern is a user interface carefully crafted to trick users into doing things that they might not usually do. So they might end up buying insurance or signing up for something that they don't know. Now, the term dark pattern was coined in 2010 by Harry Brugnell, a London um, independent user experience designer with a PhD in cognitive science. He's also registered a website called darkpattern.org, and it is a pattern library with a goal of naming and shaming the culprits of dark patterns. Hmm. And it highlights the worst examples of dark patterns. It's worth also noting that dark patterns are not mistakes, they're deliberate things mm. that companies do. There are 12 dark patterns. I'm going to try to run really quickly through them. The first one is bait and switch. So this is a pattern when a user is looking to take an action that results in a desired outcome but instead it results in something unforeseen. So for the, an example was uh, the time when people were trying to upgrade to Windows 10. The little X or the little cross usually um, indicates that you're going to close, close the window. But in this case, you closed it and then they started upgrading your mm. Windows 10. That's some shady stuff right there. The second one is disguised ads. <clears throat> so that's a pattern that displays ads on a page as though they were part of, of, the, of the website. So imagine you're going to a, a website to download something and then there's a little ad there which also says download and then mm-hmm. you go click, click on it. that and then that's not it takes you somewhere else right? to a virus <laughs> exactly <laughs> half of the time the third one is forced continuity that is found in a large number of subscriptions they say yeah um they they force you to enter your credit Cancel card details kind of mm, mm. even though you sign up it's a free trial but at some point they you chart, for some yeah. reason they want you to enter your credit card details and then when you want to opt out or cancel it, it Long becomes thing. really difficult, really difficult. The fourth one is called friend spam. 
And it occurs when the product asks for the consumer's user's email or social media uh, permissions under the pretense that it's coming from your friends. <clears throat> and LinkedIn had to pay a $13 million class action lawsuit because they, they did this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Fifth one is hidden costs. So you're, you're shopping online, you're, you're putting all your things together, but the time you get to the basket, then you see, oh, it's suddenly like there's, there's some, some $15 that came, you're like, mm. and you're like, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah. The sixth one is misdirection. So users' attention is guided to a specific place so they won't notice that something else is happening. So they matricule. <laughs> it's really, really bad. <laughs> the seventh one is price comparison presentation. So the retailer makes it hard for you to actually compare prices. Another example, um, LinkedIn. They tell you about this premium plans, but they don't really give, tell you how much it costs. Mm. So you can't really uh, compare. The eighth is private, privacy suckering. And this is named after Mark Zuckerberg, actually, because oh, it was first sorry. identified on Facebook. It tricks the user into publicly sharing information mm. about an item, that, about something that they, that they really wanted to. The ninth is the Roach Motel. So this is that makes you, uh, makes it easy for the user to get into a situation, but makes it hard for them to actually get out of it. So you subscribe to a newsletter. You want to quit, and then you are just struggling to start to place. Listen, it's happened to me before. So, which is it that I tried recently, and it's like, can you not delete this account? (laughs) They won't let you delete your account. It's just there. They're like, stop using it, but delete. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the tenth one is sneak into basket. So again, you're trying to purchase something. Before you know it, there is an item put into your into your basket, and then you you have to sort of opt out of it. They level the strict questions. So you respond to a question which is seemingly straightforward, but then it turns out that the question is actually not straightforward. Mm. Do you want to opt out? It's a simple one, but do you not want to opt out? <laughs> and then you, you, you start You're thinking like, is it like, yes or no? no? I don't know. <laughs> the 12th and the last one is <laughs> confirm, confirm shaming. This is where the user is guilted into opting into something. So you may, you may get a, a pop-up which says, yes or no usually you would say yes or no so the, the yes is yeah you subscribe or whatever and the no is that do you really want to leave exactly. your life is going to be miserable yes and blah, blah, blah. And you, and you feel of sort like, of like bad right fine yeah. stick around my god <laughs> that's confirm shaming so just to conclude uh, dark patterns uh, may get you some temporary conversions as a as a, as a business but in the long run you you're lose just all your people. goodwill yeah exactly. it's not really worth it so don't do that. I find this topic really, really interesting. It it's is interesting. And if you it. are, you know, sort of social media or digital media inclined, mm. you actually see these traits a lot. Yes. Now that you know about them, you'll probably be seeing see them, them more lot, and more. Or you've noticed lot. them already. Mm. You just didn't know they had names. Mm. So mm-hmm. the one I find really annoying is the free trial one. If it's free trial, why do you need my credit card exactly. details? Let me decide that if That's this the thing first is worth time it. that they're trying to really charge you some yeah. funny yeah. one dollar, two dollars. They mm. won't let you go without taking mm. something out of your account. Yeah, that's that's just wrong okay so that's me all okay. right wonderful all right. i'm just to like my the what i was saying about the dm for prices in case you're mm-hmm. i've been doing a lot of, i do a lot of instagram boutique surfing and shopping mm. and it's been a challenge let's just say and the thing that annoys me the most you say you're an online shop you're advertising your wares you're like come and buy come and buy you have everything else there except the, the price of the item mm. 
And when people ask, they're like, oh, kindly check your DM. I'm like, it's unnecessary. put it there so we see. And why do we have to do? De- I don't need to take an extra step, step yeah. to get the. Uh, put it on in the description of the item. It's so unnecessary. Why is it a step in the Why is it a secret? Why is the price of your. If you are shy, to, that means you know it's overpriced or something. <laughs> put it there so we see. So if I see mm. DM for. I'm skipping to the next boutique. You're not serious. And at anyway. the end of the day, you have a market for everyone. If your price is too high, there might be somebody who's interested Who is in like, those yeah, kind of prices. Some people so do problem? think the more expensive, the better quality yeah, or whatever so just it is. put it so there. Put it there. DM for high prices. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> right. That's it. That's it for um, today. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Right. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.